0: Hello. It's like, I think I've been quarantined for too long. I'm losing my bloody mind out here. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. (laughs) Okay, that's about enough of that. I think I am losing my mind. That was a little, well, the second part of that at least was a little shout out to Wayne's World 2. So anyway, I thought I would do a little amendment to this episode of favorite art marketplaces because I recorded this about 3 weeks ago before the shit completely hit the fan with the coronavirus in the United States and although everything I'm saying is still extremely relevant and essential for artists I think nowadays I didn't really put it into the context of a world in the throes of a general lockdown most places I know are have some sort of lockdown in place or self-quarantine in place, and it is affecting everybody, businesses, and artists, uh, especially artists. So I actually had a great artist reach out to me, Alejandro Castignon, and he is from Texas. He's a Texas-based artist and business advisor, ex-gallery owner, and he has a great post right now about the coronavirus versus artists. So if you get a chance, you should check that out on alejandrocastañon.com And I will obviously link to that in the show notes. And if you want to see him on Instagram, he is at alejandro.fine.art. And he's going to give us a little intro into this Art Marketplaces episode and bring it right smack dab in the middle of the context of what I'm talking about in the era of the coronavirus and how now is the best time ever to pivot as an artist into online media and start thinking outside the box on how we can all make the shift to stay alive and stay afloat in this crazy world we're living in right now. So here comes a preface from Alejandro Castagnon, and then we'll be on to the regular episode of Favorite Art Marketplaces. Enjoy it.
1: Hi guys, my name is Alejandro castanon I'm a business advisor with the Small Business Development Center and um, I've been a full-time artist for the past nine years. Um, I wanted to just give a little bit of information out there um, that's current and um, related to the COVID-19 virus that's kind of affecting the entire world, specifically the business world and small business. Um, I think as artists, uh, we have to pivot um, in a, uh, a productive direction and not let fear, uh, run over us and, and make us uh, make rash decisions. But I wanted to give you guys some insights. So here are a few things I think you can do, um, as a small business owner, as an artist to pivot, especially if you're seeing some of your, uh, revenue drop off. So, uh, one of the first things you can do is, um, Is get online. I think that's kind of been hammered a lot over the years, but right now is the perfect time to do that. Um, and one of the best things you can do as being online is, uh, is going live on, on all the platforms that you're on. And the reason I think that's important is because you have to keep the channels of communication open with all of your customers, followers, and collectors and let them know that you're still creating, uh, whether you do live and show your artwork and painting in the process or you just, Go live and just start talking about what you're doing and how you're responding to all this. Um, of course, in a hopeful way to inspire people, and um, and so that's what kind of art does. So I would recommend going live. Um, I would also recommend that if you owned a ga- if you own a gallery and you had to shut down some uh, some of your events, that's kind of the bread and butter of the gallery uh, industry. I would recommend uh, that you host a online art show. Even if you don't own a gallery, you could always do a collaborative uh, online art show with some fellow artists in your community. I would highly recommend you guys do that. If you don't have a website to display their artwork, do one on Facebook. Um, I think that you can actually get a lot of traction and a lot of views and engagement just by doing an online art show, especially through this period that we're going through. Um, I also think that uh, going online and creating uh, different types of content, like hosting a podcast, uh, like you're listening to now uh, or even writing a blog post about something that's relatable to what's going on right now would actually give you uh, you know a lot of engagement and a lot of response and a lot of support so i'd recommend that as well um and always keep your fans in mind inform them about what's going on any way you can whether that's through email through social media through text um Keep them informed. Let them know. One of the biggest things I'm seeing right now as an advisor uh, with the SBDC is there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, A lot of uh, people, the public in general, think that businesses are closing down, especially if you see a mandate come out um, saying that everybody's on lockdown. Well, that doesn't mean that everything is closed. Uh, Restaurants, grocery stores... Um, hospitals, those places have to stay open. so um, let them know that you're still in business. Um, as artists we are never we never stop. business is not closed for us. We're always creating. So uh, get online uh, make sure that you know they know you're still creating and that there's always opportunities to create. Um, uh, one last tidbit as I would say lean into digital art. Uh, digital downloads right now is something that's really, I've seen a lot of increase in that. Uh, so figure out how you can get your images, your artwork online and offer that as a way for people to purchase, um, so if you guys, uh, have any other questions, uh, you know, please keep in mind that the SBDC or your local small business development center isn't always an option for you guys to lean on for more information. And it's free because it's paid for with your tax dollars. So anyway, thanks for hearing me out, guys. Hope you guys are staying safe out there and keep creating.
0: Ah, yes. Welcome back to the show. I love the intro. It kind of has a little bit of a Breaking Bad feel to it. Jesse! Yeah, bitch! Anyway, today I would like to talk to you about online marketplaces as artists. This is something that we're all trying to do and weed out and find the best ones, figure out which ones work for us, and obviously sell more work. Online marketplaces have been great for me. It's been probably one of the main reasons why I was able to quit my job It probably accounts for at least half of my sales and uh not on one specific marketplaces but marketplace I should say but across the board including my website and uh all these other different marketplaces you add that together with a brick and mortar gallery and doing shows and commissions, word of mouth, even social media, and you get a full picture. So I think you should really be using and utilizing as many resources as you can when you're trying to get your artwork out there. What I'm going to do today is break down my favorites, some of the other ones on my periphery, and which ones work best for me, which ones I like the best, and kind of break down some of the things that I like or dislike about each of them. I'm not going to be talking about every single art marketplace out there. I'm sure there's plenty. There's also many that exist for specific countries or regions of the world. For example, Blue Thumb in Australia. I don't believe they accept artists that are not living or from Australia at this time. So I won't be covering art marketplaces like those. So let's get into it. First of all, the most important thing for you to have as an artist when you're selling your work online is your own website. That is just a given and there are plenty of websites out there that you can use uh, like Squarespace, Wix, Art Storefronts. Those exist at a variety of prices and options. Some are more user-friendly than others so I'm not going to really go into that too much. I use Art Storefronts. Uh, It was a little bit of an investment up front. Um, They have different pricing range. I went with the highest one. I found them to be very good, and very malleable in a sense that I could manipulate the website to my liking. I did have to upload a lot of stuff myself, which you should be doing uh, since you want to be able to customize it. But it does take you some time to get started. The one thing that I really like about Art Storefronts is they have great customer service. Well, actually, a few things that I like about them. They have great customer service. They're available most of the time via chat or phone. And if they're not, you can schedule a half hour phone support appointment with them And just kind of go over everything that is on your brain at the time. And you have like an unlimited amount of times that you can do that. So that's great. That's a great resource. They also are very marketing centric. And they have a very specific playbook that they have tested. And that they will teach to any of their artists that have signed up for their services. And that's great. And that's continuing to be updated all the time. And they have resources online via Facebook, via social media, via their uh, calendar, and they're always trying to push you to market your work and get outside of your comfort zone, which is what allows us to grow as artists and ultimately to help us make sales. So I think that's very good. And although I did say I I made a pretty big uh, investment at the beginning getting into Art Storefronts, I was able to recoup that investment in a little under a year with my sales directly from my website on Art Storefronts. So that's very good. They also are very print forward. So if you're a photographer, this might be even a better resource for you than a, than a painter. But if you're also into selling prints, they have a very dedicated section of their of their website and of their game plan that's focused towards selling prints in a variety of different formats and mediums and sizes, whether it's metal, wood, paper, you name it, they've got it. And um, that's great and allows you to customize your print options as well. So if you don't have a website, they are someone to look at, obviously. And uh, if you don't have a website, you should get on that right now. Stop the podcast. Get your website up (laughs) because that's the first line of defense for you making online sales as an artist. And, you know, I think it's just a great place to not only market your work, but get some exposure to people around the world who would otherwise not know who the hell you are. (laughs) So that's good. So get on that. But let's shift focus now to what everybody's probably interested in hearing about, which is online art marketplaces that are not your website. So first of all, I'm not going to be going into a handful of art marketplaces that are out there like Artsy, First Dibs, Etsy, eBay, Amazon, and even Fine Art America, because a lot of these are either just too broad or not focused on art themselves, or for example, with Artsy and First Dibs, you have to be affiliated with a legitimate gallery dealership or auction house even to be able to be on those. So if you are with a legitimate gallery, they represent you, then they have the capacity to upload your work and sell it through those marketplaces. But if you're just an independent artist and you're trying to do that on your own, you will not have that ability. I am also not going to be focusing on a lot of marketplaces that are Kind of print-focused. For example, like Fine Art America. I know they sell originals as well, but to my knowledge, they sell mostly prints as far as what kind of product they move on uh, a regular basis. And marketplaces like Society6, which are basically completely print-focused. Those are all great resources, and you should look into them if you want to sell prints. And I even know Fine Art America does have the ability to sell originals, and I know some people who have. So They are also a good resource for you to look into, and I know they also give you the ability to create your own website with them through Fine Art America, so if you're not going with your own independent source, you can create a website with Fine Art America, which is also very cool, but they just have not been great for me personally, so I'm going to focus on a few others. Oh, and one of my past favorites was Van Gogh, which was a company based out of San Francisco. I was really selling a lot with them and making great progress and headway. But unfortunately, the company didn't make it. That is something that we also have to keep in mind as we're moving forward with these marketplaces is that you might put a lot of effort into a company or an online marketplace. They might not make it or stand the test of time. And a lot of the effort that you put into building your profile on there could just go away. However, I will say that I did have a really good experience with them while they were available. So I have no regrets on that. So without further ado, here are my top four current favorite marketplaces out there for online art sales. And these are in no particular order. Uh, Artfinder, Sachi, Singulart, and Zatista. Those are the four that I'm currently the most interested in and have had some success with or a lot of success with or that I feel like I can build with and that I think are a trusted brand that have been there for a while and have a good collector base online. So that's why I'm choosing to focus on these for the time being. More might come out in the future and that's great so depending on when you're listening to this check out make sure if this is 2042 if these are still available. But as of March 2020 these are my four online art marketplaces that I'm focused on. And I'm going to talk about them with a few criteria in mind, such as how heavily curated are they? How hard is the application process, in other words? Um, Are there any tricks that an artist can use to kind of get some visibility on there? What is the shipping like? Who covers the shipping? And how difficult is the shipping with them? What is their commission that they take? How is their customer service? And are they emerging artist-friendly? So let's just hop right in while the water's hot. Um Artfinder is the first one I'm going to talk about and they just so happen to be the one that I'm probably doing the best with at the moment. Uh, I've sold close to 150 pieces with them and have been on on their marketplace since 2015, I believe, late 2015. So they've been great. Uh, They've stood the test of time so far. They are and have become more heavily curated. So there is an application process if you go online there. Um, I'm not sure what the turnaround is on that anymore. But you kind of want, in my opinion, you kind of want a little bit of a curated or a difficult application process because it kind of weeds out the people who aren't serious and the artists who aren't really taking their career seriously or putting out maybe the highest quality artwork. Sometimes this is not true. I've been denied access to some art marketplaces when I thought I should have been a part of it. So, you know, it's just like anything else. Maybe you just didn't fit the bill at the time. So if you do get rejected, continue to submit and don't take it personally. Uh, That being said, they are pretty heavily curated, Uh, especially now they've got some new curators on board, a new curating team, and they're taking that a little more seriously and tightening up the screws, which I think overall is pretty good. Uh, so that's, that's a with, with uh, a or one with Hardfinder. just so I don't mix and match shipping wise. It is pretty much up to the artist to decide, which is a positive and a negative because you can choose what your shipping rates are going to be. If you're going to be offer free shipping, if, you know, what your shipping rates are going to be for each country. It's a lot of a trial and error. You can talk to people and I'll probably have another shipping episode down the road because that's one of the biggest questions I get all the time is, how do you ship your artwork? And I've probably shipped at least two or 300 pieces, uh, both internationally and nationally at this point. So I have learned and I've learned sometimes the hard way. Art you basically can charge the customer and bake that into your shipping cost, or you can just eat that cost and offer free shipping. If you want to try to pad that into your into your sales price, you can do that. Or if you just want to eat the cost and make it a little bit more appealing to the potential collector, then that's great. So that's awesome that they give you that ability to choose all that and to kind of tinker with the shipping rates. Um, but you know there are a lot of things to consider as far as shipping internationally which courier you want to take. Are there going to be that cost? Like, what is? Are you going to be held up in customs and then your customer is going to be charged another fee to go pick up the work? Once again, those are things that I'm going to talk about in another episode. But those are things you're going to have to consider when you're doing ArtFinder stuff. If you go with ArtFinder and, and learn how to set up your shipping tables with them. I, I both like that and dislike that because some other art marketplaces just say, we handle shipping. They They handle it with a the courier they have. And then they either pick up the artwork or you can drop it off and then you just handle the packaging materials. So with Artfinder, keep in mind also that you're going to be taking care of the shipping materials as well, the the packaging materials. So that's something you're going to want to either bake into your cost or just realize that that's going to also be something that you're going to need to take care of. As far as commission is concerned, I think that they actually have the smallest commission out there out of at least these marketplaces I'm talking about. They take a 33% commission, which is great And once you see a lot of people who are not established in the online art marketplace world go, well, why are they taking such a big fee? They're not a brick and mortar gallery. Well, you're basically being exposed to all of their customer base, which you would not have access to. And they're doing a lot of the marketing work and a lot of the behind the scenes work to get your work out there. So I, I personally will gladly pay a commission to get my work out there and to be collected around the world. So that's something to consider. ArtFinder's customer service is great. They actually have 24-hour customer service. I've called them at all hours of the day. You know, I'm in Los Angeles and they're in the UK. So sometimes you'll get somebody who's uh, talking to you at 3 in the morning and, you know, thankfully somebody's there and I don't envy their shift, but they're always very nice and they always are very helpful. You can pretty much get through to them anytime. The only thing I will say is they do have a two-tier level of customer service. So if you have something that's really pressing – and you call them, it's probably going to need to be escalated to the second tier, which will sometimes take a little bit extra time, like another day or even two, to handle your problems. I I will say that um, you have unforeseeable things that come up, and that's just part of the game. But I would much rather have somebody who's there and who has 24 hours uh, customer support than not have that, even if it is a two-tier system. Artfinder does seem to be pretty good about exposing emerging artists to their collector base and promoting them. When they come on board, if you're a new emerging artist with their platform and you get accepted through the application process, they are going to highlight you and try to get you out there as much as possible. It always seems unfair no matter what level you are. You always think you should be promoted more, but I've seen them do really good stuff with emerging artists and it's easy to complain and go, oh, this person's getting promoted all the time. Well, This person might have paid their dues with this platform for many years and might be a big seller. And if you're new and you're getting any sort of promotion from them, then that's great and you should just be happy about that. I see a lot of artists who complain all the time, but they don't really realize that there's over 10,000 artists out there to promote and it is very difficult to give each person their fair due. So I think they do a really good job with that. And by 10,000, I mean over 10,000 artists on ArtFinder alone. Lastly, ArtFinder is a good marketplace for engaging their community of artists. They have a lot of forums that you can engage with within the system. They can also be like a support group for artists. You can air complaints. They're always good at tackling those and getting back to you. And let's say you wanted to get a little more visibility. Well, you join a couple of those art forums where they are sharing artwork and you automatically are getting people and other artists who will like your work and you can return the favor and like their work and... It just gives you a little more visibility in the platform, which can in turn down the road lead to more sales. So that is a great opportunity. It's also something that I would say just across the board, even though it's hard on some of them, it's not as easy on some of the marketplaces as it is at Artfinder to like and be supportive of other artists and have that translate into views for you and, and a little bit of visibility on the platform. It's just something that is a good practice you develop a little bit of an online community. I've gotten to know so many international artists that way. I'm friends with them. I would consider a lot of them my friends. Some of them I will be actually having on this podcast. One of them I've actually collaborated with in Australia. And we did a piece that we, we did two pieces actually that we started and then finished in each of our respective countries. So that was really cool. And I would have never had that experience had I not been engaged on those platforms. So if you do get on these platforms, just engage, be part of the community and like other people's work. I think it'll, you'll grow because of it. Okay. So let's switch to Sachi Art. Sachi Art is one of the longest standing art marketplaces online, and they are very well respected. I've also done very well with them. I think I've made in the 40s of uh, original art sales with them. And they are—they seem to be highly curated, but they are actually very open to people just submitting their art and getting started with the whole process. There are a lot of artists on Saatchi Art, and there are a lot of high-quality artists on Saatchi Art, and it can be a little overwhelming at times, but I think there's kind of like a natural curation that comes from that. So if you're selling well and you've been on there a long time, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to continually be just selling at that level. You've got to kind of keep your game up, and it's fair game for you, for anybody to sell on there. I haven't found a lot of tools and tricks to engage with the community and really see a lot more visibility because of it. I know that does work. Um, I, I do recommend engaging with the community. I'm always liking and following other people pretty much on a daily basis, and I have in the past seen some things come of that, but I cannot tie a direct correlation between engaging in the community and sales. Although it seems to be when I started to take them more seriously as a platform, whether that be just submitting more work online daily or four or five times weekly, I started to see my sales grow because of that. The shipping is great with Satchi. It is baked into the cost that the collector sees, and they have their own algorithm, I guess, to to figure that out. When you set your price on a piece, it automatically tax on a certain shipping price based on how big the piece is, how heavy it is, if it's going to be in a crate, if it's going to be rolled in a tube, if it's going to be shipped in a box. So they figure all that out for you. Basically, all you have to do is pay for the packaging materials and costs and learn how to package your own artworks very well. They actually have a very good tutorial online as well that I might try to put in the show notes. If not, you can Google it, Sachi Shipping Standards. Say that three times fast. Yeah, so I think that that's really good with them. They will schedule a pickup from a courier. And a lot of times I just will have it done and I don't want to wait for the courier. So I'll just drop it off because if you're working in the studio and you're painting and you have some music on, sometimes you won't be able to hear the courier arrive or you know it, it can just cause some problems. So sometimes it's just best if you know the courier to, to drop it off. But I like the ability to have somebody come and pick up the work that the shipping cost is baked into it. As long as you know what you're doing as far as packaging your artwork well, and you take into account that you're going to have to be paying for the material costs, then I think that's a very good resource that they have. Sachi's commission is also very reasonable at 35%. So as you know, a lot of brick and mortar galleries, most legit brick and mortar galleries charge a 50% commission. Anything less than that, anything at that level or less, I am happy with. So you're basically retaining 65% of your sales. Although you got to keep in mind that your packaging and material costs will come out of that as well. So plan all that stuff accordingly, just so you're not surprised down the road. If you sold a small piece and you're like, oh, they're handling this. And then your material costs end up being something that kind of ends up screwing you down, down the road. Just keep that in mind and, uh, and you should be good. As far as their customer service is concerned, I've had really good customer service with them as far as being on the phone sometimes it's hard to get through to them but if you try a few times you can get through to them if it's within the business hours normal business hours i believe it's monday through saturday i could be wrong they might have a a a sunday option as well but they're pretty available for you to contact on the phone and everybody's super nice and super helpful when you do get through to them Uh, otherwise you can just contact them via email support this typically takes a little bit longer as it would with any art marketplace if you're contacting somebody via email, but they will get back to you and the people who help you via email are also very knowledgeable. And that brings me to how they are with emerging artists. Well, unlike some of the other marketplaces that are highly curated and have a very difficult application process, Sachi lets you apply and, and get in. So you've already got your foot in the door from that standpoint, which is great. You could argue that they are very emerging artist friendly in that respect. Now I hear a lot of people complain about being on Setchy for a while and oh what's the what's the trick? I, I, I haven't been able to sell with them. I've been on here for so and so amount of months or years. I see you selling or I see other people selling and I'm not selling. And then everybody wants to know what the trick is. They want to know what the secret sauce is. What's the secret sauce? Well there's never really is a secret sauce. I think, like I've said, being consistent with the amount of work that you put up, being consistent with how often you put up the work, that is a lot of it. And so if you're if you're doing good work and you're putting it up frequently, that's gonna take you a long ways towards selling well. But as far as engaging with the community and liking other people's work and getting involved with that, that's also gonna help, but you're not gonna really be able to see or measure how much that's helping. So you've gotta kind of just trust that what you're doing is working and basically what happens is if you do that for a period of time and and you're ticking all those boxes you're going to kick in with the algorithm and eventually you're going to start selling I actually didn't sell very well with them for the first like five or six years because I just didn't I wasn't there I wasn't on there I wasn't taking it seriously I wasn't putting my work up regularly I wasn't putting up consistent work and so once I started to kind of define my style a little bit more and my voice and then start putting my work up regularly and start engaging with the community. All of a sudden I had a $3,000 sale and I was like, whoa, okay, so this does work. And then after that, a light bulb went on and I started to really just push my work and push the amount of original art that I was uploading and the frequency of which I was uploading that art. And that really started to pay off for me a lot. Now, they also do focus on prints. Uh, it's, it's a secondary thing, but, but I have sold a few prints with them, and that's also a good resource. But I typically tend to focus on original art sales when it comes with, to Sachi. And they also have some very talented curators working at Sachi Art who it's rumored that they look at every single piece that comes online, which <laughs> I have a hard time believing because there's so much work that goes up online every day. But they're rumored to do that, and that's pretty extraordinary if they do Basically, if you're an emerging artist, that's very emerging artist friendly as well, because these top curators are seeing your work every day. If you're doing good work, chances are you will eventually get into one of their collections, which reach more people, reach more collectors, and you have a higher probability of selling that way. So that's, I think, a very good resource with Sachi as well. The only downside that I hear a lot with Sachi, and you know, you hear this with actually every our online art marketplace is that the consistency of the sales aren't there. People have a hard time getting into a rhythm where they're selling a lot. But I will say that I started to get to a point where I was selling one or two pieces per month on Satchi. So it is it is possible. Every once in a while, you seem to kind of fall out of the favor of the algorithm. So don't ge- don't be discouraged. Just be on a lot of different places so you have sales coming in somewhere else if you're not getting it on satchi and it'll eventually come back as long as you're following the guidelines that I put forth earlier of submitting quality work and submitting it as often as possible. So now let's shift to Singulart. Singulart is relatively new. I believe they've been around a year and a half or maybe two years. I mean you never know what happened behind the scenes with launching Singulart but As far as being online and selling work, to my knowledge, they've been around for about a year and a half or two. Um, I like that they are highly curated as well. They actually reached out to me before I even heard about them. And after I did my own vetting process, they were vetting me and I was vetting them. I felt pretty confident with them and I ended up saying yes and, and started giving them the necessary information and all the information that they were requesting from me. So I started to set up uh, with them and got going with the process pretty quickly. I actually sold, I think, in the first month that I was on there. And that was great. I mean, I was very excited about that because sometimes the turnaround is not that quick. And then it dropped off a little bit for me. And then I started to gain some momentum. And I think I've sold in the teens with them. I've I've been with them for about a year and a half. And I've been selling at a pretty good rate. I had three the first month of this year and then one last month. And I got one in the works right now. It's becoming a very steady source of sales for me online, which is great. Now, they do accept applications. You can go on their website and you can fill out an application. It's pretty lengthy, but it's great because it also weeds out the people who aren't serious. So the people that are getting accepted are of high caliber. Uh, You can also, as an artist, you can refer other artists, I believe, which is good because then you're vouching for somebody. If you have an artist that you're friends with who's on Singular Art, maybe ask them if they can refer you. They are based in France. I believe they have a couple different places in Europe that they are based out of France and Germany, but I think their main office is in France and they are really good. They're, they're up on their their tech. They were very forward thinking when I saw them at the beginning as far as really having avenues for collectors to reach out and get all the information that they want, making it a very appealing kind of interface for people who are trying to collect work. And I think that's part of the reason why they started to gain momentum so quickly. I was very impressed with that. That was one of the things that got me on board with them. It is, as far as customer service is concerned, they're also very easy to connect with via either chatting, email, and if you're local or even international. I've actually had a couple of calls from them from France and I didn't recognize the number a couple of times, but once I spoke with them, they're they're very nice and seem to be on the ball with their customer service. They also have a couple of cool ways of approaching collectors and giving them the ability to request more images or information from the artist and they're, they make themselves highly available to the collector. And I think that also helps facilitate some more sales overall i'm i'm impressed with them uh, as far as the interface and dealing with collectors and their customer service they do take a 50% commission which is steep but in my opinion so far it's been worth it as far as getting me out there i've i've gotten some collectors in parts of the world that i've haven't had up till this point because of them which is great and they're also offering free shipping to their customers So I think that, you know, that's going to probably come out of a little bit of their commission and a little bit of yours, I'm assuming, or it's somehow baked into the cost. But it's very appealing for a collector to see that, that all the work is going to be shipped to them uh, free of charge. I think also because of this, they don't allow any artwork that is under $300 U.S. And I don't know what that converts to in all of your currency, but basically if if it's under $300 U.S., They don't allow you to upload it, which I I think is good. It just enables you to make a a profit off of your work. If you're selling something for super cheap and they're taking 50% and it's negotiated down a little bit, you're really not going to make any money. So having that threshold, I think, goes a long way to help enable everybody to make a little bit more money. And Singular, it also helps with shipping. They deal with all the couriers and arrange shipping times, scheduling that with you and facilitating basically everything behind the scenes they send you their own certificates of authenticity and documentation which makes it a little easier with your administrative workload so just like everything else on the other marketplaces that handle the shipping all you have to be mindful of is getting your own shipping materials budgeting for that and packaging your artwork very well because a lot of times you're going to be shipping to a lot of foreign countries As far as tricks are concerned for artists to increase their visibility there, I haven't really seen a lot with them. It's more difficult for you to like other people's work on on Singular, which is kind of a, a positive in my opinion. You don't spend as much time on their site. I actually trust that they're doing a lot of the work as far as really marketing you. I'll be online or I'll be playing a game with my wife and I'll see them promoting my work. And it's like, oh, wow, okay, they're really pushing your stuff. You just kind of do your work and sit back and let them handle the rest. The only thing I would say, which is very similar to all the other art marketplaces, is upload work consistently at a fast clip that is of quality and that is going to serve you very well. The only other semi-downside that I see, and the only reason I say semi-downside is because there's a flip side to it as well, is that they don't seem to be working on the weekends a lot. I've had a couple of things uh, I've been waiting to ship or, or go through and I haven't been able to get a hold of somebody via email until Monday or have something scheduled to be shipped until Monday. But you know what? Honestly, I kind of welcome that because otherwise we're just running, 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 shipping all the time and it's just kind of nice to to go, okay, well, I'll just pause for, for Saturday and Sunday and, and I'll pick up on Monday like everybody else does. Which brings us to the last uh, online art marketplace that I want to highlight, which is Zatista. They have also been around for a long time, to my knowledge, and are highly curated. They don't just let anybody in, um, which is both positive and negative because I tried to get in with them <laughs> for many years when I thought my work was already up to par and I was selling on other art marketplaces so I felt like I was ready to go but I went through I think about three three rejections before I got accepted to Zatista. Just for all you people out there who have been rejected just know that you can always submit again and that it's not a reflection on the quality of your work. To my knowledge I haven't really found any tricks or tools to Increase your visibility on Zatista other than just submitting your work as often as you can with quality, like on all the other art marketplaces. You can like and highlight other people's work, but I'm not sure if there's a correlation between that and getting you any sort of visibility within the community as of yet. But I'm pretty new to Zatista, so I will probably give you an update on that at some other time. Their shipping is one of my favorite things. They also, like Sachi handle. Well, actually, like Sachi and Singular, they handle the shipping process as far as arranging it with a courier to come pick it up or for you to drop it off. They also give you some great promotional materials that they send out to you. I love that. They will send you a really nice certificate of authenticity with an envelope, with stickers, with fragile stickers, with a bunch of things that kind of just make your package and your your package <laughs> and your artwork look even more professional when it arrives at the collector's door so that goes a long way to building a collector base that will come back and continue to buy work um they also provide artists with some exposure on certain other places. For example, I saw that they promote you through Amazon and through First Dibs, which is really cool. To my knowledge, some of the other art marketplaces don't do that. So they're getting you some exposure on some different channels, which can only be a good thing. The more exposure you get, the more channels you're out there, the more people who are seeing your work. And obviously that could translate into some more sales. Now, as far as commission is concerned, they take a 45% commission. They are taking the third highest out of the four. But like I said, anything that's 50 or below that is getting you exposure, getting your work out there and enabling you to sell more, I am okay with. It's up to you to decide if those percentages are fine for you. I don't know why they wouldn't be, but hey, to each his own. As far as customer service is concerned, I have had great customer service on email with the person I was basically onboarding with and who has been my artist liaison. They have been awesome, they've been very encouraging, and they have helped me to get my work up and to facilitate me getting started and getting my work out there as quickly as possible. Uh, When I sold a piece with them recently, they were very quick to communicate. They responded within five minutes of when I responded to them, which is great. That goes a long way to helping facilitate a smooth sale and a smooth shipping process. That's something that I also, so far, think that Zatista does very well. And lastly, as far as emerging artists and being a platform that is available and promotes emerging artists, I, I think they do. I think it's just a matter of getting through the curating process. If you can be an emerging artist, you can be established artist. established don't keep anybody out, but you do have to go through the same application or curatorial process to get in there and to get your foot in the door. And then at that point, it's a level playing field. Uh, as far as I know, when I first got on board with them, I was I was in contact with my artist liaison and she was able to facilitate some promotional stuff for me. They got my art out there and actually highlighted a couple of my pieces. So I thought that was really great to get that kind of personal attention. So I'm not sure if they do that with everybody, but it seems like they might. And if you can get past the curatorial application process, then I'm sure that is something that could be available to you as well. I just wanted to give a couple other honorable mentions, one of those being art majeure, like force majeure, but with art at the beginning. So art majeure and art limes, art and limes, like the sour fruit. (laughs) Both of these uh, have a lot of Potential, I think, to be really good marketplaces. I know they have worked for certain artists that I know. I know uh, like Art Majeure gives the, the ability to create your own website with them, which is also very cool. I have actually sold a couple pieces here and there. And I think those are some platforms that I'm going to be looking into even more and trying to kind of increase my exposure on. And they're definitely worth your detective work as well. As far as you finding these marketplaces, I will put some links in the show notes to them. But you can also, as Pete Holmes says, give them a Goog and find them yourself. They're very easy to find. I'm sure I left countless art marketplaces out. If they are regional or only specific to certain areas of the world, then that's probably why. If they are something that I'm just not aware of, I welcome your comments and look forward to being exposed to some other good ones if you know some. And that about wraps it up for the four online art marketplaces that I really like and have been working well for me so far that I highly recommend. Aside from your personal website, of course, which is something you should have. That goes without saying. But those four marketplaces are really working well for me and I'm looking forward to continuing to grow with them and sell more. I hope that these are good resources for you as well. I'm sure some of you are already on these. I'm sure some of you will disagree with me. <laughs> that is seems to be the case these days, uh, but I can only give you my perspective and my experience with them. I'm sure I left a bunch of stuff out and if I did, feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure I will cover other details in upcoming episodes. I know I'm d- going to do one that's based on shipping, shipping problems, and what you can do to help facilitate your own shipping practice, avoid some of the problems that I ran into <laughs> through my long trial and error period. Other than that, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I can't wait to see you back here next time. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMSArtwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.